Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. Hey, Jim here. And uh, I want to talk about this, this particular interview that's coming up. There's something beautiful about getting back to the basics and the fundamentals, whether it's business, sports, life, health, fitness. You know, we spend so much time looking for the cutting edge. What's that thing that's going to give me the edge, going to give me that secret sauce to get ahead of my competitors or, or change things? Because quite honestly, doing things the way they're supposed to be done isn't usually exciting. <laughs> it isn't usually uh you know, fun. Yeah, they can get mundane and routine. But what we miss is that the most successful people in business, in life, in any venture tend to master the fundamentals really, really well. Right. Um, and is no different in sports, whether you're, you know, the best shooters, they didn't get, they don't become the best shooters on, uh, on, on, on TV in, in, in the NBA, right. They don't get, they don't, Become the best shooters while they're in the NBA um, under the bright lights. They became the best shooters after hours when nobody's looking and doing the small things. And Janice Jordan, who we're going to be talking to, she's somebody that I've known for years. And she, there's not that she is that person. She's not Michael Jordan of the networking world, right? She's not this crazy, flashy 360 dunks. She's somebody who sits at the free throw line and does her routine. And shoots free throws after free throw after free throw after free throw and then years later you know they're building a million dollar business and too many times we miss the mark and we miss those opportunities because we're trying to find the great thing and we skip the fundamentals that are going to get us the base the foundation fill in all the gaps and the holes and then let's find that magic pill that can take you over the hump but don't use the magic pill to try to get you started, right? Enjoy the episode. I'm very, very much interested in your opinion. After the facts, or reach out to us and let me know uh, what you think and how this pertains to you. All right, welcome to another edition of Sales Unscripted with Jim Padilla here, where it's not about what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters the most. And uh, as you know, we are always just nose to the grindstone, uh, pushing the envelope, expanding, taking, you know, taking the business by storm, seeing what's new in sales, scaling, and leverage, and what's happening in the business world. It is such an ever-changing environment. And throughout all the times that uh, business, tw all the twists and turns and, and everything that changes over the years, sometimes you just look back and you think that, you know, you start recognizing that a lot of things don't change. Right, so it's the key to surviving in an ever-changing environment is figuring out which things need to change and which things you need to just get better at. And uh, our, my next guest here coming up today is uh, somebody who's an expert in that. She's been around in business for a long time. She's someone who's been a friend of mine for several years and uh, a colleague and a peer, uh, Janice Jordan. Um, she is uh, the Sacramento Valley Club president for CEO Space, um, and she is the uh, 
She's a she's an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur is probably the best way to describe her. She has done everything from uh, own and run restaurants um, to several coaching industries. She's been all over the business world, um, and she believes strongly in networking as the key component towards building your visibility um, and, uh, and and your awareness. And I've seen her do this in, in, in many levels in a long time. And she's got a book called "It's More It's More Than Wine and Meatballs," which is not about wine and meatballs so just so you know so janice why don't you say hello and uh, let's dive into this hello everybody and thank you jim for having me i'm really excited to be here definitely definitely and it's it's interesting we were just talking before we hit the record button uh you know there's a lot of changes going on in janice's world and just in the structure of her business and who she is and she's somebody she's orange is a big thing for her, right? She, every time I've ever seen her somewhere, she's always got something orange. If it's not in her clothing, it's in her fingernail polish. If it's not in her fingernail polish, it's in her purse, it's in her hair. And she actually has a fresh look that she's coming on with for the first time that since I have ever known her, no orange in the hair. She's starting to just go with what God gave her. So um, Janice, talk about that. Talk about the change. What, why this change from you? What, what's going on in you that's causing this uh, something different to emerge? Well, um, you mentioned the restaurant, and um, I had a restaurant called Angel Platters because I'm very big to giving back to the community and, and serving my God. And Angel Platters closed. And I have spent the last two years grieving Angel Platters closing. closing. And I have finally figured out what was holding me back. And I am coming back out of the cocoon as a new butterfly. I am supporting my husband and his business and growing it. I am um, helping other businesses go to the next level through CEO space. And just promoting my book and helping people just to network better and to build relationships and and be who they are. I'm not sure where I'm going to be next year, but this year I'm going to finish it off as a happy person helping others. Awesome. Awesome. And I want to tap into a little bit of the networking piece because that's kind of been your your mantra. That's been the flag you've been carrying ever since I have known you. And you are always talking about networking. And quite honestly, sometimes not so exciting. You just talk about the fundamentals, you know, getting back to the basics. Not like there's a bunch of new science around networking. There's just networking. But tell, you know, what's your take on networking? And, you know, how does, what, what makes it so important? And how do, what, what do most people overlook? Um, most people think that they go into networking events to make the sale. They go to a networking event to get a customer, get a client, and they forget all about the fact that networking is not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about serving others. It's about building relationships because right. you cannot go into business without building relationships. And I know the old no like, and trust has been used forever but you really have to know, like, and trust people you're going to go into business with. Now, people these days aren't asking you to buy a $300 website. They're asking you to buy a $2,000 website. They're asking you to buy a 5000 or a 50000 coaching 
um, plan. So if you don't know and like these people, if you don't have a relationship with them, if you don't have a basis to, to do business with them and see the value in what they're giving you, you're not going to get the business. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, an alarming trend. Uh, I'm actually going to be speaking on a panel uh, next week. Uh, and, they, and the topic I'm speaking to with this panel is the trends that we're seeing with, you know, the, with big players in the, in the marketplace. And one of the biggest trends is people going to, I call it the castle on the hill syndrome. You know, I'm so far removed from my clients that I'm like a you know king in a castle on the hill, and I don't have time for the peasants down below. And if you can't put your personal imprint on the people that you're supposed to serve, they have no reason to believe you actually care enough about them to help them and solve their problem. That is so true. And my my book is I wrote it in 2012, and I'm a process of revising it. But one of the things that is still true today is a piece I have in there about tracking the process with your clients. Once they're your client, it's not done. It doesn't end there. You still have to touch base with them in emails, phone calls, take them to lunch, buy them a present, whatever, but you need to touch base with them. And you need to track how much you touch base with them and how much they touch base with you. And if you see, I tell them, I tell people to use the tracking and use two colors of ink, one color for what you do and another color for what they do. And at the end of the year, you look at that tracking sheet. If there is nothing on it, then both of you haven't done anything and you lost that client. If both of you have, if one of you has done more than the other person, then it's time for the other person to step up and you have it shows where your relationship is with that person. And you can ask that person that you've had a long time relationship with, and both of you are doing give and take to give you referrals. And if you're not getting a minimum of 10 referrals from that client, then they don't really truly believe in what you do. And you are so singing my jam with that. And I, I love the way you said that, right? Cause it's not, we often track one-way communication, how much stuff we're sending out, but not, I would say, raise your hand if you're listening, <laughs> raise your hand if you're tracking who is actually responding to your emails, who's responding to your messages, who's open. There's a big, big thing. You know, it, it's a big thing to know who's opening your emails, not even who's reading them, but who's opening them. And then who's clicking on anything. Who's responding? You know, every one of those are a different metric that needs to be tracked because you need to know what to do with that. Um, but it's so important because in that sweet spot, that's how you determine who's your who's the people that you can count on the most. Those are the people that are going to be your raving fans. And, you know, you want to know, A, how can you leverage that? And how can you create more of that? I just talked to somebody last night at a networking event that she was sending out emails on a weekly basis and they were like four pages long i mean they were lots of information she just hits you with a fire hose and um we talked to her last night she goes i've stopped that and she only sends out once a month and they're short she says more people are opening them more people are responding 
because she changed what she was doing. What she was doing wasn't working because she hadn't tracked it up until this year to see what was working with it. Yeah. Totally. And man, there's, you know, I just got off a phone call with a client of ours that we just wrapped up a launch with. And, you know, during this launch window, sent about 24 emails over the last week, you know, because there was activity and things going on. And it actually felt like a small number of emails, given what people are normally doing. There's so much. And I'm not, con- I don't, I'm not saying good about high volume emails is good or bad. It's the, uh, the key is you need to be able, like you, Janice just so eloquently said it, right? You have to be able to track the activity. So if you're putting out, you know, 15 emails a week, 15 emails a day, or 15 emails a month, um, or in that person's case, 15 emails a year, maybe, the most important thing is not the volume, it's what's happening with the volume of, of activity you're putting out. You have to track it. So the more stuff you put out, sometimes it's harder to track what's actually happening. You can get lost in the numbers, but just make sure you really understand it. So where, where do you see people go wrong with that? Well, you know, your marketing and your touch and stuff with your clients is, is all different depending on the business. You're, not everybody does it the same and not everybody responds the same. So you need to track and figure out the balance of your business. You know, we're all hearing about how you have to balance your life. You have to balance your work life, your play life, your family life, and get it all together. When you look at balance, it is overwhelming, scary, and nobody can do it. Well, your business also has to be on the same balance. And what works for you, as far as how many emails you send out, might be different than what works for somebody else. So you just have to play with it and track and go and see which is the best way to go. So are you trying to say that there's no one, like one size fits all solution? No, no there there's is no, no one, one magic pill that you can no. give us that we can just swallow and have the perfect formula? And no, I wish there was. <laughs> I really wish there was because there, there isn't. It, it's, it's different for everybody. And um, for, I have a friend who she can sell, um, throwing things at people with a fire hose and people love that. But then somebody else comes along and just gives them the one little thing and, and that works too. So it, it just varies. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks guys. There's no one answer. <laughs> There's an, and here's the great part though, too. There's no wrong answer. There's only your answer. You have to understand what you do. You have to understand how your clients respond to you and why they're responding. Pay attention. Don't just go, oh, good. I got a hundred email, a hundred opens to this email, or I got 25 responses or 10 opt-ins. You need to start asking questions like, why did they opt in? What did they respond to? You know, because many times we foolishly think they opted in because our opt-in was so great. Many times that's not even the case. They opted in simply because it came from you and they trust you or the opposite. You could have had the best opt-in in the world but they don't like you or don't know you well enough, so they decided not to even respond. Right. Well, I think it goes really to all your marketing needs to be to that ideal client, the avatar, whatever you want to call it, but you need to only market to one person. 
these people who think that they need to throw out all 180 products at you doesn't work. Just find one, let them, you know, build it, they will come, and then the other products and stuff will sell as people learn what the one main thing is. But if you work with just that ideal client, just that number one person, and you end up with 10 of those, wow, what a great day you have. You get to work with who you love. I mean, your business just grows and thrives because you love it. The more you love it, the more they see that in you, have a higher value in you, and you grow even more. Amen. That's my opinion. Yeah. And we see it all the time. You know, we do a lot of business at scale and that's one of the biggest things that we see is the more you get into that flow, then people see what you do and they're attracted to it. You know, there's so many times that, you know, your, your visibility comes from who you're being and what you're, what you're doing and how you're doing it. And people can see who you are and they might not even know what you do, but they know they want to work with you. Right. right. Whereas too many times we get the opposite. We get so focused on trying to clearly articulate how we work with you. And that's not the issue. They want to know who you are. They want to know why should they trust what you're saying and doing and, and what gives you the credibility to speak to them in the first place. And they can watch how you move. And so many times they want, they want the, either they want to be like you, they want the experience you've had. They want the, the solution that you've created. And so they're not really concerned about your process and your product. They just want to see that, yeah, you're actually living what they're, what you're telling them that they need. Right. You know, and you mentioned the orange thing earlier and I have, I can go into a networking event and people will walk up to me because I'm wearing orange and say, you have to be Janice Jordan. I've heard about you. Tell me something about networking. They, they don't, you know, they, so they see the orange, they recognize the brand. So the brand is important for them to recognize. And, and they know, you know, people in this area that know the name Janice Jordan, they know networking. And, and that's what they see me for. And it's, it's pretty cool. Awesome. Awesome. So talk about the book a little bit, because it, it's, it's more than wine and meatballs. What, what's what's your nugget in there? What, what's the, the system you're delivering? What's the, what's, what's the next step that, of what people can do to make this thing work? Well, first of all, I need to explain the title a little bit. It's more than wine and meatballs is because in the 1980s, the chambers had evening mixers where they served free food and drink. So the sales reps would go there and talk to other sales reps about their widgets and they would get ideas of how to better sell their products. And so they went there for the free food. So they were known as wine and meatball events. So that's why the name is it's more than wine and meatball because now these networking events isn't about talking about widgets. And this is a very simple book. It's um, really does the basics. It's, you can probably read it in an hour and a half. It has forms in here and things to really fill out and write out your introduction and, and to just really know how to track what you need to do. It tells you the do's and don'ts in a very fun way. It's the six characters you, you don't want to be. And it's, it's just really gives you the basics that you know so that when you walk out into a networking event, 
you can walk in with the confidence that you know who you are and to build the relationships. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, you can get that, uh, of course, at Amazon. You can also find the link for that in the show notes at salesunscripted.com for the episode. Um, you'll also find Janice at insightfulbusinessservices.com. And that link is also there in the show notes. So make sure you connect with her. And I, I just I want to encourage you. This is, um, there's nothing flashy in what we've been talking about. Everybody's looking for the new thing. How can I, how do I, what's the edge that I can create? And let me tell you what people are not doing. You want to create an edge? Start doing the business basics. Start doing the fundamentals that work over and over. Start understanding business at its simplicity and at its core. And even as Janice mentioned in the physical space, she does a lot of physical local networking here in the Sacramento area. Everybody thinks you have to go global and go international and take everything online. And hey, by all means, we love international business. We're all for it. But don't forget your backyard. Don't forget the people that you, can, you are physically connected in a community with, right? Get back to the basics. Um, you know, the part of this, the, this uh, panel that I'm going to be on next week, uh, part of the discussion that I, I'm talking about is um, it's fast, it's slow is the new fast and less is more. Like we're just trying to slow down and focus on the stuff that's right in front of us instead of going crazy trying to capture the world. Let's just keep focusing on the people that are, serve the people that are in front of you, serve the people God brings you, serve the people and serve the way that you should. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. Get back to the basics. I think you need to put others first and serve with authenticity. You need to be your true, authentic self, honest, and loving. That's simply it. Amen. That's and it is that simple. It's simple and not easy because it you know means you actually need to, to refocus your efforts on doing the simple things, on doing the things that matter, and watch the ROI just start to grow and blossom from that. That's been the core of how we have grown our business. I've watched Janet do it this way in her business for years. And, you know, you, it just works. She, that's why she it doesn't change. She's, she's the, the queen of networking. And this is all she talks about all the time at this level. And it doesn't matter how big your business is or how small. There's always basics and fundamentals that need to be adhered to. So good stuff. Um, you know, I, I want to give you a minute to talk about the Tapestry Network as well. Um, only because it's something that's, you know, you're a woman of faith, you know, Cindy and I, we roll with Jesus, as you know, and um, you're, you've always been really great about and consistent about keeping your God in, in visibility of your company. So it's not like something you do in secret. It's part of your business It's who you are. Um, how do you, how do you, how do you make that happen on a daily basis? And what would you say to somebody who's, who wants to infuse faith into their business. They're just not sure of what it might cost them. Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad you asked that. I'm uh, working on a new speaking topic that I hope to roll out here pretty soon. And it is have God as your CFO, um, chief first officer. And if you put him first in everything, then you see the abundance that comes to, to growth and growing your business. Um, Tapestry Network, you mentioned, is an amazing women's organization that puts God and faith first, family, and then business. And we, um, we do things for the community all the time. We love on a nonprofit every month. We have an annual 
event that supports a local nonprofit. And we're really driven to watch women grow through Christ and sisterhood and grow their businesses. And so that you're able to say, God bless you. I love you. God, be authentic and show God first in your business. It doesn't have to be, I talk about God at church, but I can't talk about it in my business. I can't talk about my business at church, but I can talk about, you know, it goes back and forth. Here you can have all of it. You can have your God, your church, your family, and your business, because they're all important. And every single person is all of those things, not just God on Sundays and business the rest of the week. But you have to be all of them all the time and, and be honest and true to yourself and just be a loving person. That's awesome. So well said. And uh, I just wanted to bring that in because, you know, uh, you guys listening, you, you know, we talk about it a lot. You know, Jesus is, is the core of what we do and we do everything we can to infuse um, you know, the, the spirit of, of, of God in service into our business. And I encourage that you do the same, um, whether it's Jesus or whatever it is that you believe in, you know how this works, you know, just you, you customize this to your your process. There's no wrong way to do it. The main thing is all your gifts were given to you for the benefit of the people around you. They weren't given to you for you. So make sure that you're using your gifts the way that God intended for you to use them and watch it multiply. And watch it grow. You know, my business and, and my life with Cindy has been exactly that. Uh, Janice and her life, I know, has been a shining example of that. And um, and I would love to hear from you um, if if you whatever you believe on that. I'd love to know how that's working for you or what questions you have about that. Reach out to us at podcast at salesandscripted.com um, and uh, also go into the Facebook group at CU at seven. Um, and, and check us out and, and let's talk about it. You know, there's no there's no wrong way to do this. The main thing is don't try to hide it. Don't try to hide it and don't try to deny it. You know, if you're struggling with it, talk to somebody, bring it out. You'd be amazed at how many people are feeling the same way you do and resonate with your journey because sometimes that's part of our journey in business is how do we work out our, our salvation? How do we work out our belief set and how does it show up? You'd be amazed at all the things, all the things you think you're hiding, people can see in you and they're going, huh, that's interesting. I wonder why he's doing that. <laughs> so you might as well talk about it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Just be open, authentic in yourself. And I think you should put God first in everything. Amen. All right. Uh, great, uh, great conversation. Uh, so glad we got to be able to see you on here, Janice. Make sure you guys go check her out at insightfulbusinessservices.com and all of her information on the book and everything is in the show notes at salesunscripted.com. Strickland, show them where to go from here, my friend, on the way out. And until the next time, go out and do business and life on your terms. We'll see you on the next one. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here is a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. Here's all you got to do. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it. Let us know when you do at salesunscripted.com forward slash get more. Look for the share your review button on the page. That's all you got to do. We'll see you next week.